VG Empire, episode 40. Hello, VGEmpire.com. Need your comments and your views, and mostly your downloads. Uh, but this is Brett Elston, along with two people listening to ActRaiser music with me. ActRaiser expert, Chris Antista. <laughs> uh, ActRaiser newbie, Mike Grimm. Um So, this episode is ActRaiser and Friends. Um, I was trying to grab uh, three seemingly, well, superficially unrelated games, but if you dig like literally one layer deep, you'll find there there's a common thread, which we'll get into a little later, but uh, that title screen that brings us in, as you said uh, when it started, the fanfare, fanfare, which is a staple of Super NES music of, boy, that's a lot of brass. Yes. Well, he's uh, an angel, right? Synth brass. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of the bit is uh, ActRaiser, as many of, we, many of you already know, it's on the virtual console as well, so if you didn't play it on Super NES when it came out, uh, very much still worth playing. It's, it's on mobile phones in Europe. It's bad. Wow. It's a bad conversion. Um, so... It was a game that came out like very early in Super NES life, like it, like within the first couple of months, and it was a game that like it wasn't on my radar at all. But I think it showed up in Nintendo Power, and of course that was the propaganda tool of choice back then. It had the luxury of being one of the few first party games around launch, though, right? Well, it's a third party game. Well, it's thir- it's, yeah, third party, but just the, the exclusive to the system, like yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the Super NES launch is exceptional by any measure. Like mm-hmm. almost everything that came out was good. And that even the launch window that typically gets thrown around now, which is the first six months, uh, is like, no, there'll be never, I don't know a system that will have a stronger launch window than Super NES. Um, but it starts with that big opening bombastic intro of like, this is important. <laughs> and it just was a sound that was not, that was not um, typical music of the day for games. Like, it was always like Mario or Zelda or, you know, very influenced from rock or something. This is like very much a classical, yeah. this is an epic, important journey you're going to go on with a god who has come back to see over the people after he's been gone and now monsters have taken over the world and now you must intervene personally as a statue brought to life and then clear out the monsters and then you go into a overhead SimCity style game where you... Guide, guide this angel around and lead people to towns and have them build homes. And I appreciate he didn't call it God mode, otherwise we'd be, we wouldn't be able to put him in the Super Nintendo. Mm. Yeah, not back then. Well, no. there's a lot of religious stuff, you know, censored and, and moved around because that's how Nintendo was back then. Um, but in this game, you're called the Master, and later it would turn out that his like Actraiser Two, which we will not speak of here, um, is, did not have Joaquin Phoenix in it. No, Mm-mm. I don't get it. The Master. Oh, I see. there you go. Yep. Um, <laughs> he's uh, oh, it refer- actually refers back to them as the the hero and villain as like Satan and God, and it's like that's not going to fly in 1991 America for the video games. It's too challenging. My what? kid needs I mean, to put square triangle holes together, and that's all they want to do. Like that would be like a huge game. You're playing as God, but yeah. not the God I know. This is some weird sword swinging yellow God. No, no, I'm a kid. I can make the disconnect. Don't please sell it to me. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't trust you to make any choice. I swear to God. Oh. But I did. I swear to ActRaiser. I swear to ActRaiser. Much more appropriate. Um, but the composer, we, you guys should know. Uh, Yuzo Koshiro. Yuzo Koshiro, oh, who is well, a well, fine man Google. when it comes to music. Um, Ease, Streets of Rage, um, tons of amazing stuff. So very well-rounded person. But that's why I find the soundtrack so interesting. Is it's not like what, you, what I associate him with, which is very, like, just progressive kind of like infectious kind of music that's very melodic and you just get stuck in your head and you're like man he's toe tapping really good stuff um Etrian Odyssey was more of a more recent game he did music too um I played that against all odds against all odds 
Uh, I didn't realize this, though, when I was looking him up. His sister, Ayano Koshiro, designed the characters. Hmm. Wow. Or was part of the character design for Act Razor, Ease, and Streets of Rage. So it runs in the family. Nepotism. Nepotism. Mm. Right, um, so, yeah, that's, again, that opening song really, like, I guess I was 11. I guess I got this for my 11th birthday. And it was just really a sign that like the next generation was here kind of moment where mm. yeah we're playing f-zero graphically that's a thing like this is a literal you couldn't do this before this is a technological thing but something about that opening with this concept of you're a god coming to do two things side scrolling clean out monsters and then help build the world back with this big orchestral score mm. that just seemed like something that couldn't be done before and this felt like an elevation of and looking back on it now, it's like the medium has advanced. Now this concept can be born. Right. And that's that's kind of how I thought that was interesting, like to see the growth of a medium. Because you could have done this similar game. You could have had a game that was 2D and then overhead. And I'm sure there were NES games. I'd, I'd like, I like to Zelda think Zelda 2 does that on a bare bones level. But it's like it's I'd not like the same thing. I think somebody sent the memo out like this is a next-gen system. We need next-gen ideas. And it hoping, is a, it's, yeah. an, it's an ambitious game. It's definitely ambitious. And that's the crazy thing is normally when a game does this, they do one of those two things mm-hmm. right or one of those three things right, as some games now will try. And this is a thing where both of those things are very well balanced. The 2D action stuff is solid, and the world-building area is just mm-hmm. just long enough to make you appreciate when you've built something and look back on it like, wow, look at that. They went from huts to log cabins, and now they're in industrial little smokestacks, and that's fun. And then now... But not long enough to where you're like, let me go hit something with my sword. Right. So it's it's right. It's this perfect balance. Um, when you said that back there, Chris, the, uh, this is a next gen system. We need next gen ideas. You were for a brief moment a yuppie power broker oh, having Jesus. a I'm sorry. martini lunch, throwing out my bone embossed memory uh, memory card, uh, <laughs> business card. Yeah. Yes. And if you remember way back when I did a the, uh, on Games Radar, I did a top seven greenest games for Earth Day or whatever it was in April of twenty. Awesome possum in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome possum was in there. Uh, kick, kicks Doctor Machino's butt. Not a lot of green games is what uh, we're seeing. Um, Echo the Dolphin, other mm-hmm. games in there, but um, one of those games that Charlie loved, Echo Quest, Eco Quest. With the oh god, the point and click game yeah. flower. Of course, is my, it was. Is my, flower my was on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, flower super good. Um, but yeah, th- that's what was super cool about this game is you go to this. It's a barren field, and then as you work, you teach these people to build and to get along, and they build their faith back up. And then you, like in Blood Pool, you go, and it's this thick red nasty lake that's poisoned, and then you mm-hmm. you kill this monster near it. You get rid of the monster's land. Now it's this clear blue, and then they get a sailboat out there, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm I am playing God, <laughs> uh, but we'll do some some music. Uh, this came out in November '91. Was the fourth Super NES game I bought because I was keeping track of this crap. Nice. Um, I think I yeah, but just kind of totally floored. And I think uh, I've seen a lot of people ask <laughs> for this episode specifically. So a lot of very very strong music, and uh, this this soundtrack has kind of lived on um, if, over the years. And we'll end up closing out the show with a way that kind of shows how it's been. Taken seriously in an, beyond the game itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do three songs really quick. This is first one is Fillmore. This is the first stage that you actually play when you begin the game. You see the little soul coming down from the sky, and it goes and inhabits the statue, and boom, you're alive, and you run through this forest and beating stuff up with your sword. Uh, very good action-y music. Um, and then you go into Birth of the People, which is the simulation area, mm-hmm. which is flying an angel, flying around. Um, obviously, intentionally a lot slower, more peaceful, and like, you are doing work, do work. <laughs> Um, but it's, uh, it's just so, it's just really burned into my brain of like, 
It actually was my ringtone for Charlie when he would call. Uh, just the way it begins. It's just, uh, I don't know what that says about me. Uh, and then we'll do this pyramid, which when you get into the third area, um, it's a desert. So, of course, there are pyramids there because Japan. Um, uh, it, but it has this very like ancient tombs sound to it, just like water levels often. Like That sound has an aquatic element to it. That's where you fight it. the big pharaoh head, right? Yes. yes. And that is one of my favorite slash dumbest bosses. It's literally it's just a pharaoh head. has no animation. It's just bong. bong. Like landing. Like arrow shit on the wall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. landing on you. <laughs> um, but uh, again, this, this should give you a good sample of like just these three songs. Really diverse soundtrack um, and all expertly well done because, of course, Yoshiro knows what he's doing. Uh, we'll do those and be back.
that one I feel like there's actually an echo layer <laughs> added to it. Like it's supposed to sound like it's ah, there's beer everywhere. Easy. <laughs> like there's an echo layer in a tomb or something. Mm. I want to do uh, an, current, an upcoming VG Empire on nothing but Egyptian levels. Mm. You mm. could do it. Uh, Lost so. Vikings. I mean, I think people went absolutely nuts with that. Well, this wouldn't. <clears throat> not to get too musicy, but please, please do. Out. It's the only time I'll allow it. Uh, it's. I think the term is diminished fifth, and that's the term for wow. anything oh. that sounds like that. That that makes it sound like it's a far east thing or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's I, the one thing you use to make it sound diminished like that. fifth. Diminished fifth, I think, is a term for it. I'll look that up. See if I can yeah. buy it in the iTunes store. No. <laughs> I'm sure there's a band that took that, but diminished yeah. Fifth. Uh, yeah, when you do that, that's what that melody sounds like. That just huh. it gives you that like it's either from. What you know, white people in the '30s would have called the Orient, it's like it's right. from China or Egypt or anywhere, Why anywhere. Not on every episode of VG Empire. I don't know. You should be having a retainer. Like, can you just make yourself free on Sundays? At least I can phone you and be like, "Hey, listen to this. What kind of jimber jammer is this?" Yeah. Why does it sound like Castlevania? Oh, first one sounded like Castlevania. Though. Yeah, the first one had that. Well, I love the organs. Like, it has this very evil, like, brrr, like giant columns of, of organs uh, mixed with uh, some flute. Mm. Woodwork, windwork. What am I looking for here? Woodwinds. Woodwinds. Yeah. Woodman. <laughs> Woodman. Wax, waxworks. Horror soft adventure. The wax yeah. dolls. And leaf shield. Leaf shield. And now we've ruined. Mm. Um, I did want to point this out though. Uh, this is something I, when I beat the game, I was like, "You can't do that." Uh, and I think Chris will get a kick out of this. Mm. Um, I want you to listen to this ending and tell if you can see. Let's say you're a lawyer. <laughs> Tell me if you hear anything actionable. You'll know it when you hear it. Wow! <laughs> and then quickly, get away, get away, get away. Holy sh... We have beaten the lawyer. Oh, that's pretty great. <laughs> wow! I can pick. Listen to that though. It's like a whole like, orchestra. Yeah. It just has all these movements, and now everyone. Oh, it's beautiful. The solo, the solo. <laughs> um, this music really. I mean, this is one of the first endings I think that really, for a video. Uh, I mean, that actually had some kind of emotional weight to it because things like Mega Man Two, when I watch him walking and the sad song is playing, like I added a lot of meaning to that as a kid because I'm like, he's dead, and and then. Not a lot of NES games, or even games of that era, I can really recall, had any kind of emotional attachment. Like, Castlevania would get pretty somber with his endings, but it was very one note. It was like, mm. here's an image, and then, or Ninja Gaiden would have these conversation back and forth. But actors are like, goes town to town, and the angel tells you how the people are all doing, and it's playing that kind of music. And there's this very, like, thorough resolution, and it's one of the first games I remember being a long ending. Like, all told, it's like 11 minutes, which, for a cartridge game then, it's like, that's most games were like here's your credits congratulations right. or you know some kind of ducktales we made a static screen isn't that cool or you know ninja guy don't have back and forth with a sunset or a sunrise i mean it was you know right but this actually really took time to like let you digest this ending um i thought that was very cool mm. um i was trying to look up more about the 20th century fox logo to see if that was an actual public domain song i can't i can't really see the, the one we seem to associate with the fox it, it was written by john williams Oh, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, well, composed by John, not written by, composed by him, the one we were used to hearing. Yeah. Which didn't come about until 1994. Um, oh, what? Well, they had, if you watch really old movies, it's a very, sh- it's a much shorter logo with a static 20th Century Fox with 
the lights. Yeah, with mm. the lights. This is not VGM. I just wanted to see if I could figure out the name of the song, which I cannot at this. Uh, huh. At this juncture, I wouldn't have thought that. Uh, originally composed by Alfred Newman of Mad Magazine. Wow. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't that the? No, that's that's what it says. Uh, I don't know if that falls to the public domain, but have at it, ActRaiser. No one's coming after you now. Yeah, it's too oh. late. Uh, again, this is on Virtual Console. Like I. On Wii right now, like mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly recommend it. It's a game I play through like once a year. Published and abs- by whom? Enix. 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 It's a Square. Enix which now is a Square Enix joint. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. Uh, I think one thing that's always stuck with me that game is just the stance of the main character. Yeah, like, very he's rigid. So upright. And he just I never liked the it. Sword. I, I never liked it. He's, yeah. Well, he's statuesque. It, it, it yeah. seemed too statuesque, and uh, where everybody else was moving around. In I don't know. I, I don't know. I just that. That part of it didn't appeal to me. It's the character very, didn't appeal to me. Yeah, yeah, it's a very... I mean, I like that design just because it's like yellow and blue and it's, it's mm-hmm. so striking because even compared yeah. to like... I mean, by that point I'd seen... I, I don't know. Like there were lots of reds and blues between Mario, Mega Man, and Castlevania was very brown and here was like a bright yellow and blue and it was like, yes, this contrasts great against this dark forest or... And the Fox logo. And the Fox logo is also... <laughs> man, this is like a conspiracy to make man. me buy Fox movies. <laughs> Um, so we'll do three more songs. Unless, uh, actually, do you guys have any act, act raiser memories, uh, thoughts, let's save musings? Let's for the next break. I, uh, <laughs> uh, oh. Let's uh, ask this Do you, you have an on-air duh? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> let's uh, ask this scientician. Oh, uh, well. Man, that last part we have to fight all the bosses sweet. at once. So I, I could never do that. Yeah, it's been intense. Yeah, the yeah. Japanese need to stop that. <laughs> here's Here's everything again. Nobody do that anymore? Here's the boss rush. Hmm. The last time I remember being irritated by that, I can't mention on the air. I remember Wind Waker did that, and I was like, i got to find all the bosses again, but in black and white. <laughs> um, but uh, So I'll do three more songs. Um, Bloodpool, which is the aforementioned giant lake full of blood that you then cleanse and purge, oh, and then yeah. it, it turns into this beautiful clear blue. And um, You gentrify it as we can. Yes. Uh, <laughs> kick those... Oh, careful! I'm just gonna get out. Uh, lots of brass, uh, and it sounds right of like what I would associate classical Hollywood. Like mm-hmm. this music is like when you get to the second stage, and this is the second level, the second like action level. After you've there's always two parts. You go to a new area, you land, you clear out the first wave of monsters, then you do the simulation, you build up the town, and then at some point, invariably, oh no, we found a bigger monster lair. Please go in and kill the big monster. And then you do that, and it's almost always underground. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the next area, and your sky palace that flies around looks like right out of Greek mythology, just this like cathedral on top of a floating rock. And then you mode seven your way across to the next town. That is the correct verb. Yes, you mode seven your way yeah. across. Um, but uh, so, yeah, this is the second area you go to, and it's just so it just sounds so big. It's so unlike other games of the era, and it's just it just seems so like wow, I'm purchase justified kind of thing. Like I, I asked for the right thing um, mm. when I, when I got this, um, the next song is sacrifices. So this is interesting. This is to me where it gets to the heart of the game and why the ending that I was talking about earlier actually means something. So when you get to this desert town, Casandora, you have to use rain to wash away the sand and then you eventually lead people out. But eventually you see this little tiny one solo dude, like on top of the sand by himself. And you're like, what is this one guy out there? And you clear a path to him, and these people go, and they, you build roads out there, and they find him, and they find out this guy went out and searching, uh, and he died in the desert. And it's like, one, having an actual, like, humanized death in this game is kind of interesting, because that's something never done. You're always jumping on mushrooms or fighting mm-hmm. robots or something, or fighting vampires, and this is like, huh. a man went into the desert and died, mm-hmm. and now someone has been inspired by that man's death and has created, we call it, music. 
and then the music changes and it's this really sad reflective hmm. like really downtrodden music and you're just like and as a 11 I'm like this is too intense man oh, that's pretty cool um but so that's the and this is the sacrifice song is what plays but then what's even cooler is later on in the game you get to this area where um the townspeople, after they build up, they start getting strife, and they, there's little word bu- word balloons with swords crossing mm. over all the houses because now they're feuding, and now they've they've got enough civilization. And look what look what God is the what creation God hath wrought. Look, the, you gave us free will, and this is what we've done with it, kind of thing. And then it turns out like what you have to do is go get the music, get those people to write it down and put it down in paper so you can give it to these other people. And when they hear the song, they can feel the sorrow in it, and they stop fighting. And become this peaceful town again, and understand each other. And it's like hmm. this is so deep, and it's kind of it's a kind of depth that like I think games strive for today and try too hard and end up ham fisting. Here's the moral, babies. <laughs> right. Buy Cheetos and Mountain Dew and get points for it. <laughs> like we're here is like this very subtle like thing of teaching you like if everyone just understood each other, we'd, we'd all get along a little better. And then they give you the redebigulator, and you get to return. <laughs> and I took the resonator down and blew up the underdark, the underground people. It's just like, I don't know, there's a lot of depth there that I would not, I, I just feel like it's very well done. A part of that's probably nostalgia and me adding a lot of stuff to it, but I do think that doing what you can with what you have and doing so much with so little, there's a lot to say for that. Yeah. Um, and then we'll do North Wall, which is the ice level. Which, of course, there's a nice level. All that other stuff flown out the window. Here's the ice level. Um, but it is a very peaceful and, again, has this somber tone to it. And it's just this, you land in this giant tree full of snow. And there's just, like, soft wind blowing. And it's, like, the last area of the game. And it just feels very, very cool. Like, cool piece of music. So, Bloodpool, Sacrifices, Northfall, and that.
I could instinctively made you strung a harp or yes. pluck a harp. Um, <laughs> what is it called when they add like when it's doing the boom boom and then or any kind of music and especially act razor does that and then they add slowly this chorus or this or this low hum mm. that builds. I don't. Is that a thing? I'm not oh, sure. Grim. I have no term. Bring it. I mean, yeah, it's just I don't know. Maybe it's just adding another layer to it, but uh, just all around like a very complex soundtrack for a time that that was still you could still be wowed by a soundtrack. Yeah. Um, whereas now, I think most of the time with any console game, not all the time, is shown in the 2011 wrap up episode. I know a lot of people are asking about a 2012 wrap up, but I didn't play enough new stuff that I remembered the soundtrack to. So I may dig through some of your suggestions and try to do a belated 2012 wrap up, but. Back in those days, it was like every game you played. At least I would, I would have. I, by this point, uh, I already had an ear for this stuff and was already like, I'm going to rent games just because I think most 2D space shooters will have good soundtracks, so I'm mm. going to rent them all <laughs> to verify this. And then any game by this certain company probably has good music, and that company probably has good music. So I was already like testing the waters. Um, and this, I didn't really know enough about Enix to care. Mm. Um, but then just through Nintendo Power, and I think maybe a friend rented it or something, and it was just like, wow, verified. And then later on in life, finding out that Yuzo Koshiro did it, and then connecting him to Streets of Rage, and then just all this comes together. I'm like, God, how can one person <laughs> be responsible for so many hours of my enjoyment? It's and, and not just when I was playing the game, but then years later just listening to the soundtrack. Like, yeah. independent of the game, I'm still listening to this stuff. It makes you wonder how much he remembers. He's like, oh, yeah, it was just Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he did Half Minute Hero. Did he? Yeah, I love Half Minute Hero. Uh, he's very he's all over the place. So um, tons of great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this brings us to the next game in the series, and this is uh, the next two games. I actually, for the sake of having a theme of the show, I wanted to pick these two games because I know their music okay, but never really played them, um, but watched people play them. So this is kind of third hand, second hand information. But second one is Soul Blazer. Which is Enix again, and it came out about a year after um, Actraiser, and I rented it. I think based off association, like, and you know, some magazines by this point, EGM or GamePro or whatever, were kind of hyping it as like a spiritual successor. And as I played it, you'll notice it really reuses a lot of sound effects and some some themes uh, carry over. I mean, the, it's still like about a master going to save people kind of thing, uh, but. The the story behind this, this is kind of where I get into what ties all of these games together. Um, so, uh, Quintet is actually the developer of mm-hmm. Actraiser, Soul Blazer, and the next game we're going to do after this, which is Illusion of Gaia. And it's the dev for all three games in this episode. And the weird thing is, no one knows what really happened to that company, as yeah. far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is only cursory, like me scanning the internet. So, it's not a company I followed. I've just known the games. But, like... Some names of Quintet appear in, like, Atelier Iris and Artinelico, which is an episode we did, like, a year ago. Those are great soundtracks by Gust. Um, uh, but that site for Quintet has been dead since, like, 2008, and no one has said or heard anything from them. But then, like, some of the names of people who used to work there will show up in random DS or GBA games later. Hmm. And it's just like, what? There's As far as I know, there was no, like, explanation for how did this company that made games that so many people loved just, like, disappear? Hmm. Um, I'm going to guess the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, they're making pachinko machines. Pachinko machines. Probably Always. somebody is. Um, but so the weird thing is, so Quintet was started by Tomoyoshi Miyazaki, mm. uh, who worked on the first three Ease games, which explains why Yuzu, uh, Kashiro would go from doing Ease music 
to ActRaiser because this company of the guy worked they worked together before that. Mm. Um, so that explains that. But then the interesting thing for this is uh, Yukihide Takekawa is the composer for Soul Blazer. Uh, it was a singer for a J-pop, not J-pop band, but a Japanese band, Godaigo, Go Diego, sorry. Mm. Uh, Umehores? Yeah. What? That's Daigo Ume. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, <laughs> D- which is why I think I said Daigo and a Diego. It's spelled Diego. Yeah. Uh, whose guitarist did the music for Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor for <laughs> DS. Um, the, this, is, this is just total Wikipedia, obviously, wormhole that I went through here. <laughs> ah. The band, the band uh, Go Diego, did the title track for Galaxy Express 999, which is that Super anime. Good. That's a good anime. Which then influenced Daft, Daft Punk's Interstellar 5555, which mm-hmm. I love. So I just it was weird. It was one of those internet loopholes where you see like this stuff's all connected. Like this weird little Japanese company has a, a finger in this that affected this that affected this, and like putting all this stuff together is warping my reality, or should I say, uh, nailing it down. It's important advice to all college graduates. Networking is what matters. Networking. Oh yeah, that's very how, clearly. That's how you get jobs. Yes, it's not like did you get a degree? That's cute. <laughs> uh, it turns out it's very important you get one. But were you a jerk to anyone while you were there and make enemies? Then you're dead. Like, <laughs> be nice to everybody. Enjoy your shift manager position at Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> be nice. Um, so Soul Blazer is a game. Like I said before, I didn't really play much of it because I rented it. I was like, this ain't Razor. Off. <laughs> and then but one of my friends got it and played it and he said he liked it so then over the years he listened to soundtracks so I have a few songs from it as well and I'm sure people listening know the game and it's it's good like I, I have no ill will towards it whatsoever it's just not something I know very well but because it's Enix it's a year later it shares so much DNA with Actraiser I thought it, when else would this be appropriate uh, so we'll do Ode to Lisa Lisa it's your birthday, birthday. Oh. happy birthday Lisa even this show is we are ruined by this <laughs> um, Lonely Town so that's that gonna, anything like Crazy Town um, it's actually it actually is the exact same song wow yeah wow. ripped ripped note for note sugar <laughs> man yeah. so, what's up where was a great tweet somewhere that someone said I don't remember who this was but it was like it's meant to just be a bum you out tweet where it's like just know that no matter what you do in your life you will still never be as remembered as crazy town <laughs> like more people will still know oh yeah the butterfly song than anything you do in your entire life it's that like, guy the pre- just won the nobel prize from ucsf no nope. nope. i don't know, yeah. What's his I don't name? know. but if i go remember that song butterfly yeah yeah, yeah. Dude. Dude, name hey, brad names name a member of the san francisco 49ers team uh <laughs> cupertino <laughs> cupertino <laughs> And crazy. Morch, Kaepernick. Morch Cupertino. Crazy. <laughs> football Jones. Uh, named after the great football Jones. I only, uh, <laughs> this is, has no place in here. I just, the last time I watched one of those MTV awards, I think Limp Biscuit won something and Will Ferrell just ran out and climbed on the, on the stage. This is BS. What about Crazy Town? <laughs> <laughs> and they cut. That's good. I'd never know if it was staged. I don't right. Know yeah. Um, so yeah, sorry, Ode to Lisa, Lonely Town, and then Tower of Magrid Castle, which I spent a long time trying to verify it was not the same composer, the, the Chess Master song, <laughs> yes. because you will hear some Seinfeldian bass, and it's pretty great, but then I'm like, I strangely ended up looking at probably wiki Chess Master and Googled it more than anyone's done in a year, 20 years maybe, since I, the internet I followed came out. a link to the internet Wayback Machine from the ActRaiser page and it told me I was the illustrious ninth person to have done, wow. done so to visit this site. Wow. So hopefully people care about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Soul Blazer, uh, Yukihide Takekawa, 
Odalisa, Lonely Town, Tower of Megrid Castle.
So I can't tell if I love the bass or if I think it's horrible. I just think it's interesting. So I wanted to share that with everyone. I just see George Cassandra just slapping an instrument all yeah. day long. It's just, uh, there was such a great, uh, the Seinfeld Stories Twitter that keeps making new stories. And it was just one where like, George doesn't realize his phone keeps sending all of his pictures to Facebook. So everyone's seeing all the stuff he does all day. And then just Jerry has a line where like, I didn't realize your life was this sad. Oh, it's sad, Jerry! <laughs> and it just, the way it's tweeted, it just sounds like, this This should be happening, and I hate how easy this yeah, is for this guy. Yeah, it's so easy, and it all works. So all well. of those cast members are busy doing important things. Important, forgettable things. <laughs> um, but then I don't know, is that is that a testament to the show of how relatable it is, or is it just like, how here's how easy it actually is just no one thought of that before to make a show about the most mundane topics possible. I think that's yeah, yeah. that's the key. Mm. Everything else was about lying to relatives and pretending you were married or tricking your landlord for 18 seasons. <laughs> or preserving the atomic family into yes. the 20th century. Yes, or harboring an alien. Yes. Be they... In the Family Matters case. Be they Harry. Mm. Be they Harry or a Muppet or dust bunny. Gordon or, Shumway. Um, good. That's all I have about Soul Blazer. Uh, yes. And, and the uh, verdict was your friend said it was good. Uh, well, I've heard a lot of people say it's good. It's just one of those games that I don't want to shortchange because I know a lot of people like it. Right. It's just I didn't play it and I don't want to talk out of turn and sure. dismiss it. But I'm also like I don't know another opportunity when I'll be able to have this in a show. Right. Because here it is for no reason. There's another game, Lagoon, I wanted to put in here that's got pretty decent music. But it's like it just doesn't fit. There's no... Uh, relatable thread which brings it to illusion of gaia which is a game i also did not play and i'm kind of stunned to this day i didn't play it it just that's 1994 is the very much time period where i was playing almost everything Mm. and it's the type of game i was really into like that's the action rpg jrpg peak as far as i'm concerned is 94 through like 97 98 like that's when you got some of the best stuff separate from final fantasy 4 which is 91 but Otherwise, very strong years. You got Final Fantasy three slash six, I may. Plus seven gets in there in ninety seven, and then I mean Chrono Trigger. A lot of great stuff all in this time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond the Beyond, I think we all know. Classic, a horrible, horrible, <laughs> classic. Uh, but uh, Illusion of Guy is uh, Yasuhiro Kawasaki, and near as I can tell, did absolutely nothing else, mm. despite having a soundtrack that like a lot of people really like, and I couldn't find anything. Mm. Um, but he did make a lot of good electric drum sets later on. That's cool. I did play this game and beat it multiple times when I was a lad. Yeah, so I'm hoping you can tell me about this. So all I, uh, two things. Mm-hmm. You play a little guy who turns into a big guy. Yes, correct. Um, the big guy is... Uh, he reminded me of... Uh, Saban, or not, not Saban, Edgar oh. from Final Fantasy VI, because he's got like a blue cape and like long blonde hair. I remember he has a cape and blue blonde hair, Except yeah. like when he gets really big, it's like, this is like a big buff Edgar. Yeah. Um... I remember that, mm. <laughs> the exact thing you said, and the fact that that was the first game I recall that had a T-shirt associated with it, and it was like, I don't remember if it was a pre-order, because that was still, pre-orders weren't... I don't a, think a, that was happening. Yeah. It was, because I pre-ordered MK2, I pre-ordered Donkey Kong Country, oh yeah, they were, it was it was definitely out there. Toys R Us and EB Games were doing it back then, um, <coughs> but like, I, it might have been a pack-in, kind of like the Killer Cut CD, I can't really mm. tell, but it was one of the... It, it's like the most ubiquitous game shirt I saw for like five or six years. It's like really? if I saw any video game shirt on anyone, it was that Illusion of Guy shirt. Because, I don't know, and then someone was talking about MAGFest that happens in every January. Right. And I think, uh, I forgot who tweeted it, but they were like, man, the number of Illusion of Guy shirts I saw this weekend <laughs> is out of control. 
So that's the only two things I remember mm. about this game. Carolyn played it and really liked it too. So oh, yeah, I liked it as a kid, but it's like yeah, I'm, have, I'm kind of struggling to remember yeah. specifics. It reminded me of a, I can't think of that. It's like a Working Designs action adventure RPG okay, for yeah. like PS One. I can't remember. Alundra. That's the one. Yeah, kind of reminded me of that. I'll, I'll sit back here while you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see if I wrote anything else down. Um, yeah, I heard good things about it, and I, I feel like I feel about Secret of Mana a way. Which I know is mana. I don't care. Forget <laughs> it. I'm not going to change my ways now. I'm too old. Uh, uh, SNES. Nope. <laughs> but I'm I'm old. I'm not going to change my ways Jif? now. Well, I'm saying you can say it all you want. No, I will not say SNES. Jif. Jif. Oh, Gif. Come on, man. Gif. God. Jif. I don't know. What That's Jif- for peanut butter, yeah, bro. I think Jif came from the first news broadcast that said the name. <laughs> Dot animated Jif. Jif. Animated Jif. Never heard that until. Animated Peter Pan. Get it? No. Peanut butter. Oh, God. What a break Yes. But yeah, it always struck me as weird I never played this. Like I like I said before, I, I'm just kind of stunned. This is also my other only chance to mention this, but I did also play Secret of Evermore, and I remember a lot of things about that game compared to this one. That's so. what, Yeah, Secret of Evermore is one. Yeah, a friend got it, and I was like... This isn't Secret of Mana, and just kind of wrote it off. And I and wish Secret I had. Evermore was barely Illusion of Gaia, even so. It's kind of weird. It's, like, it's weird. It was you and a dog, then the dog changed. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, stuff, one day we'll do that game. I'm sure there's good songs in there, um, but yeah, we'll do a few songs from this. The main theme, which is opening, and uh, it does seem to have. And this is Quintet developed as well. Uh, I'm preparing for nostalgia waves when I hear this. I hope so. The main theme is a very act razory kind of similar to the song that brought us into the show. Um, Hidden Village, I think, is really cool because um, mainly because of the ranch dressing, I believe. <laughs> uh, Peppercorn Hidden Village. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, there's like bird chirps and like amb- ambient noise built into the song, which normally I hate, but sometimes it's just kind of a, a 16 bit thing was kind of cool to hear. And then there's uh, Longing for the Past slash Earthen Womb. Uh, this game gets uh, reading up on the story and stuff. It's actually pretty cool, and the plot actually seems like something that's maybe worth playing as an adult because maybe I would get it on a different level than I might have appreciated mm-hmm. at the time. But there's just this line of like, you go to this. It's, uh, it's, I'm going to butcher this a bit, but it's like a comet, and anyone who touches the comet gets crazy powers or, or it's changed in some way. And you see all these spirits of people you've met in the game, and they tell you about their lives now. And you talk to this one spirit. And this is at the very end of the game, and this very sad music is playing, and it's just this kind of a line. And someone pointed out in a YouTube comment, and I thought it was really cool to share, and it's like this voice who's now this disembodied energy. And he says, Touched by the comet's light, I gained immortality. But is there a meaning to eternal life? I felt more alive when I had a terminal disease. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> what does it mean if you're alive forever? Like, detached from... Is it art because you're hanging on the wall? Right. <laughs> <laughs> And it's yeah, <laughs> God. It's, it's it's literally one of those like mind opening things. As now we can chuckle at, but it's like as a fifteen, twelve yeah, year old, that's it's exactly like the right it's the kind of thing. Like, wait, I should take things at more than face value, <laughs> right? I should think beyond what happens in front of me. Whoa, dangerous. Wasn't there yet. Um, so yeah, Buster Bus Loose. That's what I was playing. Dude, that's good <laughs> stuff, man. When sometimes you gotta rein it in, just be like I gotta jump on rabbits. <laughs> um, so main theme: Hidden Village and longing for the past.
that sends me to a weird place because it's like that mix of sad but also Christmas sad, it's, which is that, a special. I was gonna say they sound like they borrowed the chorus from the Home Alone soundtrack. Yeah, which is yeah. like that oh, Robert. Which is like if Robert Zemeckis wanted to get you really depressed, oh, he's gonna get you really depressed. <laughs> well, after mm. editing out that whole thing, <laughs> that I'll I'll save for a laser time someday. Mm. Um, uh, that brings me to the end of the show. The, um, I don't remember where we left off with Illusion of Gaia back there, but um, somewhere in uh, Home Alone, right, before yeah. it went into Christmas. something else. that This show tries to keep it clean, guys. I'm trying to run a clean show. Lame. We got three other shows to cuss it up <laughs> and make lewd jokes <laughs> about body functions and where to put them. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for listening. VG Empire <laughs> dot whatever. Hey, Sony, it's been a great show. Has it? Yes, I was actually trying to look up a ton of information and keep up at the same time. I actually know now that in 1993, Act Razor won EGM's Best Music on the SNES. Yeah. I know that now. Uh, I know Hardcore Gaming calls Illusion of Gaia one of the best Zelda clones in uh, Super Nintendo. I just don't like that term Zelda clone because it's like... Well, it seems it seems pejorative, but like Diablo clone is now a, a genre. Basically. Well, I know, but so was Doom clone, and it's like, no, that's, that's just a genre. Like, I don't care. Like, you can't differentiate... Overhead action RPG is a clone. It's like no, that's not how it works. Like true, it's like Doom clone. No, it's just first person game. Um, it's very derivative. That's true, but I mean, I know it's all yeah, like you said, pejorative, just like shorthand of like, mm-hmm. eh, this is what it is. I get it. I just think a game needs more credit than Zelda clone when it's like Illusion of God does a good job of distinguishing itself. It actually has an overt story to tell and characters that speak to each other, and not like Link is this hero who just. Has a story happen around him? Did you know this game came packed in with a free Nintendo Power Handbook Explorer inside? Uh, so uh, mm. Nintendo published mm. it outside of Japan, so that's why it got a big push in the U.S., which is why I think Who's so that many big people, stupid rip on the corner. So many, yeah, with only four. That's the Play It Loud era. So mm-hmm. thanks for that. Uh, I think in Europe it's called Illusion of Time, so you mm. might know it as that, but it's Illusion of Gaia. You're wrong. So, but taking <laughs> this out is I mentioned in the early. Take that, Prime Minister. Sorry. <laughs> So um, I pointed out... Um, With your Lilat Wars. Yeah, Lilat Wars and Contra being Probotector. <laughs> and that makes Contra 3 super I Probotector. I swear to God, I just bought a Probotector. Yeah, well, be careful <laughs> where you got it. can PG show. You have to clean that regularly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and don't share it. <laughs> Whatever you And get it off the floor. In, I, I <laughs> fell out of the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't even know if we're on the same page anymore. Sorry. Um... Uh, but yeah, so I mentioned earlier like how ActRaiser's music would be known and le- and would carry on beyond the game and and no, uh, let's say uh, acknowledged as very strong music. It got the orchestral treatment and actually had a full-on orchestra and uh, had an album released of all the ActRaiser music performed uh, for the ActRaiser Symphonic Suite. So I wanted to close with uh, the Fillmore version of that that we heard earlier, just so you can do a comparison of how it sounds with a full orchestra backing it. Um, I also read it opened up Leipzig in 2004. Well, that's what this, uh, yeah, it was played at Leipzig, um, which was, I guess, birthed Gamescom now, which is mm-hmm. in Cologne, or Köln, as the Germans call it. The Germans. Uh, thanks for listening, VGEmpire.com. Comments are always appreciated. Thanks for listening. Thanks for commenting on iTunes. Um, we can also hear most of us on Laser Time. Laser Time, and Cheap Popcast, and Cape Crisis, and whatever show Grimm's doing now. What day is this? Um, music hour? Ah, yes, music hour. music hour. All Things Cynical with Mike Grimm, I believe, is the <laughs> yes. proposal. 
Um, FHP with Mike Grimm. FHP. I, I, I would like a weekly Craigslist. Uh, <laughs> keep keeping ah. up, keeping up with Craigslist. Uh, yeah, that could work. I mean, there's already enough stories. <laughs> Pretty good. Well, the one you heard on Laser Time this week is a. Maybe you should go listen to that. By some miracle, you're not already listening to it, but <laughs> listening to this show. Um, yeah, again, thanks for listening. This is the Actraiser Symphonic Suite. Um, all, all worth looking up. Again, uh, Actraiser is available on Virtual Console. I don't recall if Soul Blazer and Illusion of Gaia made it or not off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Nintendo released a bundle pack in the United States while supplies lasted, including a one size fits all t shirt. Yeah, double XL. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> And after a brief internet search, my assumption was correct. They are not available. But uh, ActRaiser is, and the music is all superb. So thanks for listening again, and uh, thanks out.